How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the You Know Adam Same podcast, where you get to know a little bit more about people, passions, and all things business. Today, I'm joined by the king of the ring, the protector of Statesboro, Mr. Tracy Tillman. Welcome to the show. Hey there. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Yeah, Tracy. Tracy, uh, you know, the first thing, obviously, you know, when, when we met, uh, you were my coach, and you kind of like trained me through, how long has it been, you think? Guy, at least two years. Two years? We'll get by two years. Fantastic. It's been a great experience for me. You know, extremely intimidating, kind of like, you know, standing on the other side of you, holding the mitts, uh, but it's been a great experience. Um, tell me kind of like what, uh, a little bit about yourself, kind of like your history, where you're from, so forth and so on. Oh, well, man, I'm from a small town right up the road, Glenville, Georgia. Uh, a little bit about that is uh, I graduated from Tottenham High School, moved to Florida, started doing security there uh, with clubs, started my boxing career there as well. Okay. So I ended up coming back down here and started boxing in Savannah, where I boxed for like eight or nine years. Okay. And, and professionally? Then, yeah, amateurly. Amateur. More, okay. More, That's more, okay. More, more amateur. I don't want to take away from the professional guys. Don't sure. Come hunt, don't come hunt me down. Sure. I, sure. I don't want no smoke. Okay. But, but the good thing about it is, is that I went up going to 180 where I met Brandon and Angie, and they gave me an opportunity, okay. which is where I met you. Okay. And we did great things. Uh, we built the zone up. Um, we built TKO up and a lot of good things for us in boxing. And bringing boxing to Statesboro has been a priority for me to help, A, the youth, and B, people to just promote the sport. Mm-hmm. You know, then we have was folks like you who basically who love the sports, who like to try new things. That's right. Because states where these things are new. That's right. So that's I definitely up. see it. So uh, let's kind of go back in history. You, you mentioned, you know, bounce uh, around a few different places. You were born right down the road. Uh, what kind of like took you to Florida? What took me to Florida was basically family. Okay. You know, so I had an uncle who lived down there. Uh, he went. He gave me a job. I was working. It's amazing. I was working doing logistics. I was unloading trucks okay. for a very long time. So I had to spell at the football where I was like, all right, cool. I got to stay big. I gotta okay. Just, I got to lift stuff all the time. Then I realized it was bad on my joints. Okay. So then I ended up, that's when I started boxing. Okay. So um, definitely family is the reason why I ended up going to Lakeland, Florida. Then I ended up going to Tampa, Florida, which is where I started my boxing career at um, Mike Goldrush Gym. Okay. And that was your coach in Florida. Yes. And so, uh, what led you to do that? So, I mean, you 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 did mention that you were playing football at the time, right? What what kind of took you into the sport of boxing? What took me to the sport of boxing was that, you know, I wanted to do MMA first. Okay. And it's funny because I wanted to do MMA first. I like, oh yeah, I want to get down. I want to wrestle. I want to do stuff. But in football, I tore my meniscus in my uh, and I broke my ankle in three places. Oh no. So. Getting down on the ground, going through leg locks and stuff like that, it was kind of like, Ugh, don't didn't feel me. good. Didn't feel good at all. Okay. Then also they told me, "So well, boxing pays more." I'm like, "Well, going to boxing." Okay. <laughs> so that's kind of how that happened. Uh huh. And uh, do you remember kind of like the first day at the gym? What was that like? First day at the gym, it was like it was weird because we started lifting weights. So I'm like, all right, you know, hey, boxing, lifting weights, cool. It was like, I, know, I guess they was like, you know, you know, the new guy, the new guy on the block, they get yeah. in there, they just do stuff. Okay. So the guy in there started lifting weights. So I'm thinking, oh yeah, I need to lift heavy, I need to lift heavy. Once it come time to run, it's literally, I don't know if anybody know anything about Florida. Okay, you see, you have Fletcher. No, excuse me. Yeah, you have Fletcher. If you know anything about Fletcher, I, we had to run from Nebraska, and then we had to run all the way up to 30th. Okay. That's three miles. Okay. Three miles there, 
three miles back. Mine, I'm just coming for football. I'm not doing my, you know, you know, more muscle takes more oxygen. So of I'm course. saying, all right, on that first minute, I'm like dying. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just dying at that point. So okay. First day was kind of, it was rough. Okay. Very nice. Mm -hmm. uh, well, that's good to hear. So, and then uh, you, you box, uh, did you, most of your career was in Florida, your boxing career? Most of my career is actually here in Georgia. I started okay. my career in, in Florida. Okay. Everything I did was down here in Georgia where I worked up on the um, Champions Training Center with Musin Corbury and my coach, the great Storm and Norman Jones. Okay. Tell me more about him. Norman Jones was a, is a two-time boxing champion out of Savannah. He worked at um, Gerald's Gym owned by Mike Gerald. His coach was Coach Jimmy. And those guys have been boxing down there for a very long time, right? It's like a doghouse down there. It's like you go down there and it's like you get down there, you get to work. Because you know in this area, there's really not much here. So you have to either go to Savannah or go to Augusta. Mm -hmm. Well, Savannah was the place for me. So sure. I went to Savannah, went there, got to work, you know, ended up falling in love with boxing more because my coach, because um, Norman, he ended up basically just like he had so much knowledge mm. in the game. He was mm -hmm. like, you know, he didn't go, but all right, cool, you got to throw this fast. It's not that. It's technique. Same thing I always told you. You know, it's about technique, turning your shoulder this way, staying in a certain position, keeping your hands up, tucking your elbows in. Those small key tails is what makes you a better fighter than anyone else. Yeah, you may have someone who's faster or who's stronger, but if they don't got the knowledge, they're gonna gas out in the first round. And guess what? You're still the one sitting there with technique, popping shots, doing what you need to do, and then for alone, they're gonna go to sleep. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. So obviously he's taught you a ton in terms of boxing. Yes. What has Norman taught you about life? About life. He taught me that <laughs> always use the jab. Mm. So the one thing about using the jab is this: is like you know when you're in a fight, you know the one thing is your jab is your offense and your defense. Same way in life, you have offense and defense. You have your good moments and you have your bad moments. The thing about it is, keep your hands up, use the jab. If you get knocked down, get back up, use the jab. All right, use the jab for offense. So use your jab to set up things in the ring. So the jab sets up the cross. All right, in life, the same thing. Like you take one step forward, the next step forward. Or you go get the job. Mm -hmm. From your job, you get turned, you get promoted. All right, using the jab at that point. You took that step forward, you took that step forward to get the job. Now you won't get the job. Now you set yourself up to be a manager. Mm. Now you now that you're manager, you're gonna go get another job. That's you right. You get paid more. You're using the jab. Then you come to a point, boom, you get knocked down. It's all right, cool. Get up, beat the 10 count, hands up. Use the jab. I love that. So uh Tracy, you also have a entire other side of your your uh, life that is uh, security. Yes. So tell me a little bit about that. Well, the defending force is so weird. It's like, you know, it is, I mean, I'm a religious guy. I was given to me by God because the thing about it was, was when I was doing security, I just wanted to do clubs. I didn't mm -hmm. want to go nowhere. I didn't want to do nothing. I just want to go and just work with people, get paid, go home. But Again, my mama was more spiritual than I was at the time. She gave, I guess, she felt like God gave her a vision. And then she kept telling me, Tracy, you need to go ahead and get your stuff going, get your stuff going. I'm like, uh, yeah, all right, mom, cool. You uh -huh. know, just brush parents off, kind of sure. how it goes. Sure. Then she came to me with a box of business cards. When she came to me with a box of business cards, I seen my name. Now, my, my name has never been on nothing okay. besides a bill. Okay. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> my name hasn't been on nothing. Okay. But when I seen that business card, it's kind of like, you know what? 
why not? That's when I ended up meeting a young lady by the name of Victoria Stripling, and she helped me start everything off. She kind of helped me with, again, that's why I feel like that I praise God for that, is the fact that the people are in your life for a reason. Mm. Every time come, every time someone comes to your life, it's for a reason. You don't know what the reason is, just know it's for that one. Whether it be to help change your attitude or help give you more knowledge, it's for that reason. So on to with you know with Victoria, she ended up helping me out with far there in the business realm. So of course I was working on the table, just doing security, you know, out at clubs and stuff, we're dealing with drunks, stuff like that. Next you know, got my first contract. Mm. Built up a team of guys. We went to Wake Cross, Wake Cross, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Went to Wake Cross, did some other good stuff. As far as in that, did security. Went and did things. As far as in pat down. So, so where was all this at? Where did where did the uh, defending force start at? The defending force started in Statesboro. Mm-hmm. It started in Statesboro. So the thing about it was was that you know everything started. There. I was living at University Villas. Okay. At the time, and that's where it all started. Right in my apartment. And I got all my roommates like, yo, you want to do security? They said, why not? I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, you know, we all got together. My brother got together. All my brothers got together. Like, you know what? Because, you know what? I'm glad and I'm so thankful for the supportive group I got. They're like, you know what? Yo, let's do it. It, it was like, you know, it's not a, uh, uh, nah. My, my boys said, you know what? Let's do it. Big shout out to Dom, DJ, all those boys out there. The biggest thing was the fact that they literally stepped up to the challenge and said, you know what? We're going to help you be better. Mm. And I appreciated that. And then so once we did all that, that's when I went into trying to be a police officer. That's right. So I went to Ogeechee Technical, Ogeechee Technical College where we went to OTCLEA. Shout out to all my OTCLEA uh, folks out there. Went up under two or three instructors. Shut the Rabler, Instructor Mitchell, and then shut the Rhodes. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, two guys was uh, ex- U.S. forces, U.S. Armed Forces. They were Army Rangers. Mm-hmm. Another guy was like a, we call him, put him with a CIA agent because he was like, he was weird. You, have you ever seen someone who just like have so long legs, who just walk so fast, but uh-huh. you, you never hear him? Yeah. He don't run fast. He just walk fast. Yeah. That's him. So, <laughs> so that was the case. That's what happened. So, went through all that, got that good training, and so why didn't you become a police officer? Then. It was multiple reasons that um, I won't really speak about. Just okay. know that it was something that it just wasn't my wasn't my avenue. I need to go at the time. Okay. It just wasn't my time. I guess God has a, had another way for me, another door to mm-hmm. open. So I started out working at Tyler County Sheriff's Office inside the jail, where I got a lot of experience mm-hmm. and I did a lot of stuff like that. Then I, I was at going to Georgia Southern at the time, mm-hmm. also to get my bachelor's in criminal justice because I already got my associates from uh, OTC and I went to get my bachelor's from Southern. You know, then it was like I got my first real deal, major contract with a movie production with Marvel, mm. um, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, that's crazy. When they shot it in down there in Savannah. Okay. So How did they find you? I mean, is there like... How 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 are those connections being made? The connect, again, like I say, for me it was just God given. People being in my being in my circle at the right time. So I met a young lady named Nikki Green. She was a producer, and she kind of just helped put me out there. She um put me on a website uh where like basically a bunch of vendors mm-hmm. go on and they basically just 
bit, try to put bids out there sure. for different productions. Mm-hmm. Well, I got called. Mm-hmm. When I got the call, I went up and I didn't have no idea what I was doing. I'm gonna sit here, I'm like, oh man, like, I'm like yo. I'm gonna jab my way through this one. I'm gonna jab my way through this one. You know, I'm sitting here, I'm looking, I'm like, yo, it's Marvel. Uh-huh. I'm a Marvel fan. Yeah. I love the Hulk. Nice. But then, you know, so I got the chance to actually be on the scene and have fun. My guys had fun too. And it was a really, truly great experience. That's awesome. That's good to hear. You know, I, I keep hearing this. Um, Tenacity and, and and will to make things happen. From Definitely, you. and and that's that's what makes it your story so unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in fact, you know, I I went to the um, to City Hall recently, right? And I saw one of your guys up there, and I was like, oh man, Defending yeah. Force is doing it right. And, right. and I think that that's huge, and it speaks volumes to uh, what you've been able to do for this community. Oh. Um, so that's huge. Thank you. Um, for those that don't know, what is what is defending force? Like, you know, if you were to describe it. Well, the defending force is multiple things. It's first of all, it's a family. Okay. It's a family. Everyone who comes and works at the defending force is a part of the family, meaning that we have each other's back. Period. And once we have our we have each other's back first, then we have the clients back. So our safety is a main priority, then to of course the clients. Mm-hmm. And the thing about us is like, no matter what it is, we're always short number, just like in policing. You know, you have people who are always in short numbers, mm-hmm. all right? But if you got 10 lions mm-hmm. and you got 100 sheep, mm-hmm. I'm betting on the 10 lions. Of course. That's what the defending force is. Nice. With the 10 lions. Gotcha, gotcha. So mm-hmm. quality uh, over quantity Definitely. is what you would say. Definitely. Okay. And so what are the specific services that you provide? Is it is it mainly in the security realm? Is it because I, I saw, you know, when I passed by uh, City Hall, mm-hmm. there was like, you know, temperature checks, making sure that, you know, all those processes are, are done. Like, is that responsibility fall into your, your guys' hands? Like, why isn't, I guess, the city of Statesboro doing that themselves? Well, you know, the thing about it is that, you know, the city of Statesboro is... Do, especially with this pandemic, mm. they're doing everything they can. And the one thing about us is the fact that we're doing everything we can to help. So we got to get out there and screen folks and and be that presence. Because think about this: with security is presence. You know, your presence is the first thing in anything, whether it's law enforcement or security. When you stand here, you got this badge on, and someone stand up looking at me, it's like, yo, I don't know, should I come to him or not? So your presence is gonna be one thing, but you know, that's when you gotta do things to make yourself more approaching, smile, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Come talk to me. And then, so basically we're doing our part to help Statesboro be better. So if we gotta stand in front of the city hall and screen people, we're gonna do that. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so there's two kind of like, you know, different businesses that you, you do. Right. Uh, one side is, you know, the training. Mm-hmm. And are you still doing that right now? Yes. Okay. Uh, how, uh, if you were to give percentages to each one, like how much time are you spending on each business? Well, if I was to give a percentage, I would say a good 70, 30, more 70 to my business and 30 to uh, the training. Mm-hmm. Because of course it's my business. I got I to sure. do what I do for sure. it. But the thing about it is if I did, because of the group I have around me is like, my guys are like so great. It's like, I mean, I, before I couldn't go to sleep at night. Mm. I had to wake up constantly. But I got such a group of guys that gets out there and do their job and to where 
I can go to sleep and wake up and train folks. That's awesome. So, you know, that's why it's kind of like a 70, 30 thing. I go to 180, I pull forth effort into um, the zone, the TKO part, and I'm an instructor there doing that, basically helping people learn how to box and give them a good workout. Sure. All right. So we do that like three, two, three times a day. And then most time in the evening, everything else towards my business. And, and you speak on that, and I think that that's a huge part of it. Where you know, you say you have a gr- great group of, group of guys, right? And and that group of guys always comes from the leadership, right? Right. You can't create a group of guys that are willing to go to bat for you every single day if you have bad leadership, because they're not going to do everything that they can to make sure that you know business is taken care of. Yeah. Um, and that speaks volumes to what you are able to do. And I think, you know, even though people might not see as much correlation between, I guess, boxing and I guess security. Yeah. What do you think is the correlation there? Like how, how did the two kind of like play off of each other? Well, basically it's like boxing is a discipline. Mm. You gotta have discipline to do it. Like same with security. You gotta have discipline. I mean, and I, the thing about it is, I just feel like you know, when you take up an art, you have to be disciplined to do it. You can't just go in there. One thing about boxing, you go in there and swing a while, you can most likely get knocked out. Mm-hmm. The reason why? Because you your tunnel vision, you swing a while, your hands all like here, you just waving it everywhere, all that good stuff. But then you have that guy who's in tight, just being like, all right, cool. While the other person wait, while the other person's like waving around. You know, You're just waiting they're for popping a shot, you know, uh-huh. throwing that jab. Yeah. You know, so, you know, we ended up popping those shots, doing our thing. So when you put it in the place of security, it's the same thing. Everyone's out there being, running around, being all hasty. People, I, I call it the t-shirt gang. Uh-huh. Uh, you have so many people who hope so many guys, you just go in and throw a t-shirt from them. Hey, do security. Yeah. Just stand there and look good. Sure. And it's more than that. Of course. It's a lot more than that. You gotta be able to have customer service. You gotta be able to talk to people. You gotta be able to de-escalate situations, not you know entice situations. You gotta be able to de-escalate it and do everything. And much more people don't realize the major thing you gotta do is be proactive. Mm. You can't be reactive. You gotta see things and be on it before it even starts. And that, and that is what sets us apart from everyone else. So good deal. Good deal. All right. Oh, so Tracy, you know, you, you, you obviously have a lot of, you know, passion for the things that you do. Uh, for maybe some of our viewers that uh, have never, you know, have never boxed before, what, what is something encouraging that you would tell them to get them into the sport? Something encouraging I would tell them is to don't give up. Want to do it. If you want to do it, do it. How you want to do it. I love, the fact, I love YouTube nowadays. Now, granted, I'm an old school guy go to a gym, get with a coach. Okay. Right? You have a lot of self-taught boxers that do great, but I'm definitely old school. So go to a gym, find you someone that's going to basically, you know, mentor you, show you the way, show you those small things. Because the things that you think you see because you're looking at something, you may be a visual learner. I am. Mm-hmm. I'm a visual learner. But you need that guidance. Mm-hmm. Like me coming to you. Like if I'm, I can't come to you and run a restaurant. Sure. All right. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go to run a restaurant. I'm going to just cook. My mama can cook, so I'm going to go run a restaurant. That's right. No, that's not, that's not how that works. There's a lot of things that go with it. That's right. right? So, so if people are in Statesboro right now, uh, how would they reach out to you? Well, if they would reach out to me by multiple multiple ways. Um, they can, on the boxing realm, you can come through 180 Fitness. I have a card up there, personal training. It says Tracy Tillman on the card. And you can come over there and ask. You can also come over there and sign up for the zone at 180, and you can, where you can take the TKO class and things like that. What is zone? 
the zone is basically a hit class. Okay. All right. It's a hit class that gets in where it's heart rate monitor based. It's basically targeting your heart rate, you know, because if you don't got a good heart, you know, so you pretty much dead at that point, right? Okay. All right. So it's target. <laughs> you're target. You're targeting your heart rate. So you get there, do a great workout, have fun, listen to great movement, get around a great group of people. The energy is like out of this world. All right. Because all of our instructors are pushing the energy to be able to get in there and make this happen and make a great experience for everyone that comes to take the class. So that's great. That's what the zone is. As far as in getting in touch with me, as far as in the security realm, you can go to thedefendingforce.com. It's called thedefendingforce.com. We go in and basically check us out. You know, we're licensed and bonded and insured company where we go to all over state of Georgia. We're certified state of Georgia. So if you're in Thomasville, mm -hmm. we're coming. Okay. All right. If you're in Claxton, we're coming. So, you know, no matter where you are in the state of Georgia, we're definitely coming to you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, anything else that you would like to tell the audience? Well, the one thing I like to tell the audience is, well, first I would like to give a big shout out. All right. Big shout out to Lugdale Organics in Savannah, Georgia, where there's like three different stores where they sell like all types of good organic stuff. Like I want to tell you, I want to take all types of stuff, all your detox stuff. Okay. You know, your folks who are trying to get in shape. Okay. All right. From folks who kind of have sensitive skin, they sell sugar scrubs. Okay. Those all the good stuff that's needed to help your body in the herbal way. Okay. All right. It's supposed to be bringing, from what I heard, they're supposed to be bringing one down here to Statesboro. Statesboro? What? Really? Yes. I heard they were bringing something down here to Statesboro. It sounds like something that we need in Statesboro. It sounds, it's, it's something to give a little more. Everything about Statesboro, you know, besides, you know, what Mr. Sang brings. Okay. You know, because he's the man out here. I, I, I try. <laughs> don't, don't, don't let my head get too big. Like too, we got to keep know, it contained. You're right. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but, you know, it's something to bring out of Statesboro. Um, the one other thing I want to shout out to is lost ones. All right. So my son has been going through all this football training, right? By mm -hmm. a coach named Dominic Stoudemire. So, and he's with this group called lost ones. Basically what lost one is, it's a music group, but it also helping kids That's awesome. right, with all type of different athletics. All right, where they can get out here and they want to be that D1 football player because we all play football. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're here giving back to the community. So wait, they started with my son. And now they're pushing forward to multiple different avenues to teach all kids. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for your time. I got to get a one-on-one -on -one session with you, uh, King, King of the Ring. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, if there's anything else that you know I can do for you, I love hearing your story. I, I love hearing kind of like everything that you're doing. Uh, you know, the the leadership, the the de dedication, the discipline that it requires to do what you're doing right now is you know it's through the roof. And uh, I'll keep working on my jab. <laughs> always, <laughs> always. Sounds good. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Cool. All right.